Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that, was that crass? I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. And this <laughs> special thanks to Alex Machino. Slackery.com. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Why do you always have trouble? I can't get it. You hate music that much. I do. At the end of this episode, we'll tell you more about our Patreon account. Uh, but Patreon go to patreon.com slash shutupleonard or tell us if you can't understand what I'm saying ever because Matt's always singing over it. I'm being very quiet about it. I know, but I'm I'm worried. Maybe that's why they're not going there. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, you know, Pick Your Path. It's another podcast that we do. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. But this podcast is all about community, and this episode in particular... Wedding videography. I didn't say the number. It was episode 12. 12. Of 13. Season this 6. Getting there. 612. This episode was written by 13. Briggs, Briggs Hatton. Hatton. Which you know for a special reason yes, that we'll I talk do. about at the end of the show. Yes, I do. Uh, do, uh, do we want to uh, tease for next week or, or no? What are you talking about? Is nothing special next week? Well, it's our 100th episode. I mean, yeah. And it's the last episode of season 6. Yeah. And yeah. we will very probably have a special guest. Okay. I didn't. I, I forgot to ask before we recorded if you even confirmed. I did. Well, I said he, he's still down to do it. Okay. Should we make it a surprise or should I say? We'll make it a surprise. Okay. I mean, it's not, he's not someone. He's not a big. He's not, he hasn't worked on community. No. It's just that we don't, we don't have guests normally. Yeah. We've well, had we a studio audience once at least. Yeah. Twice. <clears throat> okay. Probably twice. Yeah. I can, oh, I can think of two specific examples. Okay, I, I don't know why I'm only remembering one. <laughs> anyway, where are we? Oh, so an <laughs> overview of this episode. Um, I mean, if the hashtag didn't tell it to you, what hashtag, was the hashtag Garrett's Wedding. Garrett's Wedding. Uh, the episode begins with with Garrett proposing, and then we see the wedding. And it's uh, the way that it's told is Abed is making filming the... it. He's making a special video Hold uh, on. to remember the wedding. some weird interference. You're, oh. Okay, I thought it just wasn't recording. Um, it might have been on my headphones. Okay, <laughs> so because I adjusted the headphones and the noise stopped, so I hope that was just on the headphones. I'll see in the edit. Uh, hopefully you guys didn't just hear that now and think that I'm a crazy person. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Garrett, Garrett's wedding. Yeah. How did you feel about this as another sort of documentary episode, which I know you have spoken out against in the past? Well, I like that it's different. It's uh, this one I feel like was different enough. Okay. Uh, and uh, I mean, we'll get into something a little bit later about what really made this different enough for me to like it. Okay. In the sense that it's a wedding episode. Yes. Uh, I I like certain parts of that aspect of it. Okay. And I did kind of like that Abed was telling it, although it did make me sad. We'd never actually saw Abed. Well, that's true of, of several of the documentary episodes. Yeah, but sometimes he'll sneak in a cam, like a, a mirror, yeah. thing, 
Not last this time, time there was nothing, none of that. Not this time. None of that. Uh, should we dive into notes? Yeah. My first note, first shot is Jeff. He uh, opens a drawer on his desk and it is full of ice for a drink. Well, it's it looks like he's converted or had that drawer converted to an ice drawer. Do you, you feel there was a conversion process? I could tell that it was it had a uh, the the lining of a refrigerator. That drawer. is true. Uh, he would still uh, need fresh ice replacements. Uh, and would do you believe that the guy from his gym is the one oh, filling that with ice? Yes. Yeah, Ryan Ridley is for sure filling that with ice, right? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to get that on the record. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I I love that 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 just explains everything. Yeah, there's so many things now that can just be explained by that. And possibly he's texting him all the time. Possibly, yeah. Oh, yeah. good thinking. Or at least half the time. You know. Yeah, good thinking. Uh, that, of course, wouldn't explain it all the way, because it was three years ago that he saved his life. Sure. So there's still some, some texting in those first three Maybe seasons. we saw an uptick in texting three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so then uh, Garrett proposes... Yeah, he his proposal is is uh, veiled as a as a extra credit presentation on yep. marriage law. Yes, <laughs> which I think that's the funniest way that you can say that. <laughs> and he says, "This is me, and this is Stacy." This is by Aaron, Aaron McGathy, Dan Harmon's real life wife. Yeah, which uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to get into it now or later. Uh, theories on why she's in this episode. You don't? I think she's good in this episode. I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it now, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, anyway. Uh, uh, Lay out your theory. I'm going to go up the dog that's scratching at the door. In. <laughs> okay. As we know, Dan Harmon in real life got married to Aaron McGathy. Uh, and their wedding was, I don't know, a couple of months ago. So hypothetically, she still had her wedding dress. And so perhaps it was just cheaper to put her in this episode <laughs> because she already had the wedding dress that fit and they didn't have to get someone and get a fake wedding dress. I think that's absurd. I also, think you think a you think a, a costume department doesn't have access to a wedding dress easily. Here's a second here's a second uh, theory is that this is somehow uh just ensuring that uh I mean less characters will come back if he gets fired again. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think either of those are true. I think. Okay. I think uh, she's good in the role. I don't want to talk about. And you're getting into weird I, black helicopter I will, shit. I will say that I have some character issues with her, but I'll save those for the end when okay. she actually is more of a character. Okay. Okay. Um, I will say I do like the setup of this proposal, where it's kind of set up where it seems like this is a a, a woman who has never talked to Garrett. <laughs> like, well, the way they kind of set it up is, this is Stacy, and I want to marry her. And she just kind of looks frozen. Like, it, it, they set it up as if they don't know each other. She has, like, a weird hesitation. Yeah. Which I... I that's that's the beginning of my character problems with Stacy. See, and that's the beginning of my character likings with this episode. But why, like... I don't understand why she would be so hesitant if because then she's very full into it, and they've been dating. For because she's getting proposed to in the middle of class. It's a, it's a shocking thing she was not expecting. It, the look on her face was less shock and more of like disgust and fear. I would not go that far. I think it's just a fun little misdirect where and all, and Garrett's part of this too. And I, I I think it's definitely intentional where we're meant to believe they don't really know each other uh-huh. before she says well, yes. Well, because we've never seen him with a woman. Yeah. Uh, and because in the very next scene, she says that they've been dating for 16 months, four weeks and two days. Yes. Very specific. Yes. 
when they met they at pencils, pencils and, and such. such. Garrett said he was there for the such. You think that's a good line? I mean, it clearly worked for Garrett. But would that work on you? Wait, so I so I'm in the pencils and such. Garrett comes up to you. <laughs> so it is Garrett still. Yeah. Well, it's not that good a line. I'm sorry, Garrett. <laughs> uh, would it get a chuckle out of you? You think? It would get a polite chuckle out of me. Okay. Uh, oof. what have I got? Oh, okay. So then, uh, Abed is filming beyond the. Uh, he was secretly filming for this. Uh, which Jeff was worried about filming yeah. for the proposal, and he keeps filming beyond the proposal for his own benefit. And Jeff says, "Why are you still filming?" And Ovid says, "Oh, you had a weird look on your face." And yes. Jeff says, "You're noticing looks now. I thought you were still smelling hair to tell the difference between Frankie and Annie." Yeah, which I like that a lot. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like how, especially in this episode, Frankie uh, keeps being like uh, in the first episode she appears. Everyone, or at least in the first two episodes, they she appeared. People were saying, "You're the new blank." Yeah. And so she's she's kind of still the new Abed, the new Annie, the new everybody. Yeah. She, she bounces around. She fits around. into everything, yeah. Yeah. The, then we get the thingy, you know, with the thing. Annie's missing lever footage. Yes. Well, I was, which the, yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I, I love that. That's a great bit. I love it. I love it as just the character thing of a fun bit that Abed and Annie are doing with each yeah. other. I think it's funny for us, the audience. I think yeah. this, this tracks on all levels. Yeah. This is a really great little moment. And uh, uh, I I also kind of love Britta's disgust for it. Yes. <laughs> because she's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, good lord. Because I think she sees this as, as in some way, a, a selling out of, of, of women everywhere. Well, either that or she's still clinging to her psychological roots and sees this as a veiled attempt at a relationship between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if, like, I feel like... Uh, in a weird way, Annie uses Abed at times like these. Yeah. For like, just in Annie's mind, she could pretend that she has a lover who needs <laughs> who needs this video. <laughs> Why is Annie so sad? Is she? Well, let's talk about it. let's talk about Annie for a second. Sure. Do you think she's hung up on Jeff, and that's why? I mean, when was the last time Comes we saw up her? Later. When was the last time we saw her date someone? Was it Vaughn? Yeah. Has it been that long? Yeah. Because she never really dated Rich, right? They kind of hung out or maybe about to date and then... I think they went on one date. Yeah. and But he was so busy with all his, like, I'm a good man stuff. Yeah. That, that he never <laughs> went on a date with her. A real date. You know? Did she date anyone in season four? <laughs> if you can't remember, I can't remember. <laughs> I remember less... Than, uh, you remember more about season four than <sighs> I do. I want to say no. You are therefore the de facto season four historian of this show. I want to say no. Okay. All right. Um... I mean, like, I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, in season four, there was a weird, you know, Jeff and Aunt, Jeff was, Annie was still hung up on Jeff. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. So, I mean, she still technically is in this episode, as we'll get to later. Yeah. And then, well, then there's Jeff, Ob- or Jeff Abed. <laughs> <laughs> Annie. <laughs> uh, Annie Abed, um, which, you know, was stopped in his tracks by Rachel. and But Rachel has been referenced this season, but not seen. Yeah. Are they still a couple? We don't know. I believe the reference at the beginning of the season was meant to say, we won't know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we're not going to see her. Yeah. And I think they wouldn't do her the disservice of an off-screen breakup. Well, are they going to have another choice? Is she going to be in the movie? Well, no, I just mean like in the sense that unless they needed Abed to be single, they wouldn't just break them up. Like just for no reason. Yeah. Like wouldn't just be like, oh, everyone needs to be single. Oh, and he'll just drop a (laughs) line like, oh, I broke up with her. Okay. 
or there's my ex-girlfriend and the off screen pointing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Britt is doing a talking head, talking about the wedding talking about Garrett. Yeah. Uh, Annie feels she's being a little mean. She does a Garrett impression uh-huh. uh, and then reminds that they're supposed to be cleaning. She says, well, hey, we can't both be cleaning. Uh, well, and then I think this is a very interesting moment because the camera uh, that's focused on Britta then pans over to show that a separate camera crew is filming Annie clean. Yes. And I, I think that's actually a little bit important because uh, a lot of times in these kinds of episodes, we see multiple camera angles of the yes. same scene. Yeah. And this is very much pointing out that there is at least two different camera crews. Yeah. Abba's got a backup. Abba's got a backup, which yeah. I... I yeah, that makes complete sense. Yes. And I, I'm glad that it, it this, at least in a weird way, addressed it. Yeah, they, they established that. Mm-hmm. But uh, then they switch, and now Britta's cleaning in the background, and yeah. Annie's talking. I want to talk about Britta's cleaning for a second. Do you know what she's cleaning? A, ca- a litter box. Yeah. Her, for her three-legged cat, yeah. presumably. And she, first of all, she seems very disgusted with cat poo for someone who has had cats for so long, yep. which is a concern to me. And then also, she is like, chipping at it really hard well as if she's trying to break into a rock i'm i mean i think i think she never cleaned it and now it's gotten to the point where the cat poo is calcified and it's calcified become, and it's become part of the wall of the, <laughs> the box and that's why she's chipping at it yeah she's doing like hardcore chipping yeah. like it's a block of ice that's all I wanted to mention. Uh, and then uh, Annie and Britta are doing their nails. Oh, and I have, there's a great little line here that kind of it's kind of talked over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, Britta wants black nails. Yeah. Which Annie objects to. Um, and then uh, there's it's kind of as they're cutting away. I don't. Uh, Britta says black. Black's just a color. And then Annie says black's not a color. Which I, I, I like of that classic, like this the, the, the same kid who tells you black is not a color, oh, black's not a color, it's the yeah. absence of color. Yeah. That's the same kid who tells you, oh, your thumb's not a finger, you have four fingers. Like, it's that same douchey, pedantic, like, first grade <laughs> argument. And that, that kind of makes sense for any to have right here. Uh, but do you want to, uh, uh, I mean, to be clear, mm-hmm. in light... Uh, For God's sake, you're that person. You gonna tell me about my thumb next? No, yeah, no. when you combine all the lights, they become whites, and the absence yeah. of light is black. But when you're doing it with pain, you combine the things, and they become black. But if none, there's white. All right, are you happy we got that out of there? I want to do yes, that for the I, listener. Yes, I took a ninth grade uh, science class as well. Andrew. What if what if the listener had never taken a ninth grade science? Then class. good for them for not having that worthless information in their brain. Is what I say. I I think it is worthless because all it does is it turns you into the person like Annie or like you. Apparently, you insist that black is not a color. I think, but when you get to a certain point, and then you start saying, "Why do we got to spell quiet and quite differently?" They're the same word. Yeah, and if we let if we let two men marry each other, then soon they'll marry dogs. Well, I want two dogs to marry each other. Can we let two dogs marry each other? Andrew Slippery Slope Lindy. That's what I'm gonna call you. How'd you know my nickname? <laughs> I could never climb that slope. It was no, the weirdest always, thing. It gets greased I, somehow. I was, just, I was climbing. I kept falling. Oh, man. Uh, what happens next? <laughs> uh, Annie Annie says something uh, where it's like, of course Britta won't do that. And then she looks at the camera and oh, yeah. says, don't gym don't the camera. Don't gym the camera. And then Annie says, what do you mean by... G-? Like, she's confused by that term. Yeah. Do you think Annie has never seen an episode of The Office. I could see even having see if you're someone who has seen The Office but uh-huh. just doesn't think about doesn't think of life in terms of pop pulp culture. Pulp culture. Pop culture. Yeah. 
Uh, just not making that connection. I could see her as being someone who who watched The Office, but just doesn't make that connection. Yeah, but I like that term. Jim, yeah, don't Jim. I use that term all the time. Yeah, it makes sense. It's good stuff. Uh, so there, then Frankie comes in. Yeah, then Frankie comes in and she says, um, something like, "Well, I don't know if she says this to them, but she says in the Talking Head that she waited to put on her wedding clothes yes. <laughs> until she was with them. Well, they wanted her to, but she said wedding clothes. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, like wedding, wedding clothes. I'm not understanding what's interesting. In this, You're about the new that Frankie. <laughs> I don't think uh, I would never call them wedding clothes. I would just say my. I, for me, I'd say my suit. But if I was a girl, I'd say my dress. Uh, but I she mean, says wedding clothes, like as if she, it's so awkward for her to even consider waiting to put on clothes for other people <laughs> that she doesn't even know how to say that. I don't. <laughs> and I love, but I love that idea. Okay. But that's what she calls them. I don't know. I feel like if I was wearing a suit to a wedding, I might call it my wedding clothes. But then she, she, I don't remember what leads into this, but she says she got stoned one time, like literally. Sto- yeah, yeah. She, she, she uses a whole list of words to describe the stoning, and three that stuck out to me were biblical, sure, igneous, yep, and ninja. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed all of that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I like there's a moment here where they're hanging out with Frankie and they say, what have you been up to? And she she goes to great lengths to not answer the question, which I really enjoy. Which, well, then, uh, then she goes she goes to great lengths to not answer. Then they push for an answer and she gives the same generic answer yeah. that she probably gave before. <laughs> which is... Uh, business as usual and... Uh, attending to personal matters. Attending to personal matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she... she begins to describe her backstory again, which we've gotten in bits and pieces where yeah. one of her sisters is dead yeah. and the other one is mentally uh, handicapped. Well, she says mentally retarded. She's allowed to use that word. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then at, it seems like she's going to describe something more and then they're interrupted. Yeah. By, by the Jeff. boys. By the boys. <laughs> which I wrote down, so each of the boys is carrying something that they've acquired somewhere. Oh, I like, okay. I wrote down, I could not see what Dean was carrying. You couldn't see what Dean was carrying? No. He had a keg. No, did he? had he? a keg? No, no. He had a keg. No, because I'm going to get to this. Okay. I think I know what you're thinking of. Okay. So Chang has a cone, and it's actually a cone this time, <laughs> not a pylon. <laughs> okay. Um, Elroy has like a water jug, like a big water jug. Was it silver? It Because it, of the lighting, it looked kind of silver. Okay. I think that's what you're thinking of. Because Dean was carrying something silver metallic, but it, he was like holding it up with one hand. Because I thought... Which, he's not the Hulk. He, he, there's no way he could carry a, a keg like that. Okay, well, uh, then... A keg. Then... I'm from Chicago now. <laughs> hey, El- you get the keg. <laughs> Elroy. He had the keg. Elroy had the keg. No, Elroy had the... It's, a, it's not a keg. It's a water bottle. Okay, it's like a, a water big... keg. And Dean had the pump. That's in my mind then. Now that's what Oh, maybe. That would make sense. Yeah. That's why yeah. he's holding it up. Yeah. That would make sense. But I, yeah. I, I didn't notice the cone with, with Chang. But that is a classic, that, that's a classic trope of, you know, the boys going a wild night on town somehow acquires a cone. Uh-huh. Like a traffic cone is always the thing you acquire. Yeah. Yeah. There's hundreds of them. Um, sorry, I just remembered a, a parade that I went to where part of... <laughs> Listen, part of the parade was uh, one of the, there was a truck mm-hmm. and uh, they were putting out cones behind them. It like to show, you know, they're uh, city workers. Like okay. they're like, you know, that's their, that's their thing. Yeah. And then uh, there was like dancers or something or a band. 
And then there was another truck where a guy was picking up those cones that they put down. <laughs> so it was like the strangest thing to see. I kind of like that. <laughs> Do you go to parades often? No, this because the way you said I, I remember a parade I went to just as if that was a normal thing to you. <laughs> I'd like to go to more parades. I would like to go to less, and I don't. I, I I haven't gone to one in over ten years, and I would still like to go to less. Well, there I was, do not understand the appeal of parades. There was secretive drinking at this parade. Oh, well, so sure, that was kind I mean, of that's, fun. You know, that's that's how you insert fun. I mean, it was also it was Christmas. So all right, but, when, when it's Christmas, I get a little into the. Christmas it just Eve. seems very boring to me. Parades. Well, you got to do the commentary. Do they know about TV? Like, when people go to parades, do they know about TV? <laughs> like, you're watching trucks drive by. <laughs> do you know you could be watching TV right now? It's something simple about it. Something nice. All right. <laughs> so, cones. Not pylons. Cones, not pylons. Uh, so, this is a fun... And, and uh, this begins what I what I believe is the um, community doing a like a kind of a takedown on the sitcom wedding trope. Yeah. Where in a sitcom, when a side character gets married, yeah. even though it's a side character, we're still focusing on what the main characters are doing. Yeah. And so part of the joke here is that hypothetically, they should be partying for or with Garrett. Yeah. But their party turns into very specifically kind of a, a, an against Garrett. A roast of Garrett. <laughs> a, a roast of Garrett. He's not yeah. even there. Yeah. And, but they're still partying like crazy, even though he's not there to enjoy the festivities. Yeah. And so, but it, we're we're seeing what it what that really means. Whereas in another sitcom, that side character would be there, even though like they would not be the focus at all. Yeah, uh, and also this also this also starts. Uh, I'm gonna say this also about five more times. This also. Um, this also. This also starts uh, uh, what would be a thing through the episode of um, the sort of group dynamic. What Jeff describes as synergy uh, yeah. in this scene, Frankie describes as codependency. Which I I enjoyed on my second watch. I noticed that in the background there's some kind of shiny object where you can see a reflection of Frankie just sitting off camera. I did not that's catch a, that. That's a real delight. <laughs> that's pretty good. Because uh, also Annie seems to be just one beat late on her bringing the glass to Jeff, <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of a fun moment too. Yeah. Um, but I what I like about this is. Uh, and I'll tell you this, I, I was a little shaky on this on the first watch of this episode, but I, I enjoyed it more on the second watch, uh-huh. in that we're we're kind of seeing w- what the group has seen before uh, and seemingly learned their lesson on, which is that the group can some they can be bad for each other sometimes. They they mm. feed into their own cycles, they're codependent, yep. uh, and they end up doing very bad things, which is a lesson they've learned before, and yet they're still here doing it again, uh-huh. which... Uh, it, I liked it when I was second watch, and I tell you what, what, I, what I thought about uh, the uh, Mud Men, Mad Men, just ended recently. Uh, the other Alison Brie show. Uh, yeah, sure. And AMC ran these little weird bumpers before each of the last, the final episodes, where it's like five cast members, and not even like necessarily the five main main, but just like it was like a John Hamm, uh, John Slattery. Uh, what's her name? Why can't I remember right now? Christina Hendricks and uh, I think two others uh, talking about the show. And one of them said something that the appeal of Mad Men that I think is also the appeal of community mm. is you go through these very realistic cycles where people do, they do learn their lesson. They do learn what they need to be to be better. Mm. And then they fall back on their old shit again. Yeah. Uh, that was Mad Men and that, and that is community. And I think uh, they're both under great effect. And that's what we're seeing here in this episode. Well, I think especially in this episode, because the group, has changed just ever so slightly where yeah. we have Frankie and Elroy instead of, yeah. you know, Pierce or, or Troy or yeah. Shirley. Yeah. Uh, or Danny or Skimbo. 
Uh, you remember those characters? Yeah, sure. <laughs> J- 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 John Boy. <laughs> you remember um, Skimbo from season two? Yeah. All the times we have with Skimbo. That was a good app. Yeah. Um, that's by the way that's showing my quick thinking abilities. Think yeah. of a second name, and I was already reaching for Skimbo. I apologize, listeners. Um, but because of this just slightly shifted dynamic, maybe they think that they're better. They're they're different, but they're not. But they're not. Yeah. Like they're just going back to the same stuff, and these new people haven't learned all these same lessons so they're able to just go in fresh yes and then not know that oh we've we, you've done this before yeah it's a fun mix yeah and he, okay now i'm definitely hearing some some kind of interference um i don't know what's causing this so i apologize uh do you want to stop for a second well everyone it's like every like nine months my, my rig will do this for some reason uh-huh and I've never been able to find out what it was. I've taken it to professionals. But nine know months ago, does it did it pop up on the actual recording? I can't remember. No, you need to remember. Oh, it did. It did. It did. Oh, it did. But this was different than the interference I heard earlier. Uh. Um, well, it's gone now. Okay. And that seems to be the only way to get past it is to go is to just go. Th- oh wait. I think we're good. Okay. I apo- I apologize to the listener. This is embarrassing. This is I'm gonna commit ritual suicide after this. <sighs> For letting you down in such a way. But uh, let's talk about the episode some more. Uh, so the girls had told the guys that the the wedding was earlier so that they wouldn't be late. Yes. So then they have more time to drink and party and they come up with a new game of Garrett so, marries a celebrity. Yes. Which uh, is a lot of fun. So much fun. And of course, as community fans, who among you has not done a Garrett impression at some <laughs> point? Because it's a super fun impression to do. Yeah. Even Elroy, who doesn't fully know Garrett's name. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, spot on. I do! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, weird how, like, you know, I I, I had somehow thought that Glip Glop's voice was, m- like, more. But no, Glip Glop's voice is just, just Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. Garrett, <laughs> just dooba, dooba. <laughs> Garrett just sounds like... <laughs> yeah, Glip Glop. An, an alien. Yes. Um, and the, the format of the game is always one person plays Garrett, and then the other person plays the celebrity who they pick out of a hat. Uh-huh. Uh, Dean draws Jack Nicholson. He comes out of a door and says, he, uh, "Doesn't he, he says I'm Johnny? I do." He says he, it wrong. He somehow. says it wrong, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, he just says I do Johnny. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and then Chang goes and he pulls Christian Slater, uh-huh. which is really not fair. Everyone harasses him for it, but really. You tried doing a Christian Slater impression that does not sound like a Jack Nicholson impression. Well, I think that was the point. Exactly. That's and, what I'm saying. But it was funny because Chang did yeah. a good, like, he did as good as he could with Christian Slater, but yeah. because Christian Slater is basically, just is doing, basically a, doing a Jack Nicholson. Here's actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what Christian Slater is, too, because there's huh. some squinting involved. <laughs> okay. So I, I feel like Christian Slater is 85% Jack Nicholson, 15% Robert De Niro. All right. I think there's just a, just a, a twist of De Niro in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, that's. I, I think it's. A, it was a fun thing to do, and of course, the perfect thing to happen to Chang in this scene. Well done, guys. Uh, yeah. And then the girls realize that they're late. Yeah. They they they've overplanned for game time. Yep. <laughs> and so they they have to rush off to this wedding. We get to the wedding. So yeah, Todd is officiating. Todd is officiating. <laughs> He's going his, down a bizarre train of thought. Well, uh, Todd is is now they're just marketing him as a weirdo. Yeah. 
Uh, and this fully fits in on that. Yeah. Where uh, he very blatantly says, uh, no, we're not just here before God. We're here before whatever you want to believe in, because God can be anyone. I could be God. Yeah. <laughs> he just really goes off on that one. I will say, this is a trope that I enjoy for some reason. Characters claiming to be God <laughs> for some reason always works for me. Or it goes me. back to Groundhog's Day for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> It always works for me. Or it's Ghostbusters. Always, uh, well, uh, both. Who, who did it first? Well, well, I mean, Ghostbusters came out first. Okay, so there's remember. the, are you a god? When you, someone asks you, are you a god? You say yes. Yeah. And then at one point in Ghostbusters, he, or at one point in Groundhog Day, rather, mm. he believes himself to be a god. Yeah. Uh, which is good stuff. It's good here as well. Um, well, but it extends because uh, then... When the group comes in late and they shush each the other, and stuff. they shush each other so loud that everyone turns and looks, and Todd says, yeah. "Come join us." And then he says, they, "Anyone could be you God." You never know; they could be God. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you notice when they were shushing too loud that in the the people watching, uh, the person there was someone who Sorry, stands stop. up. I don't know how to fix this. Are you going to edit it out? <sighs> I mean. The first two were not bad. Uh-huh. That one was. Uh-huh. So let's mark an edit here. Okay. Okay, we're back from an edit. Uh, technical difficulties again. I don't know what the hell is going on with my recording equipment. I, I apologize. Once again, ritual suicide. Uh, but we're talking about the shushing. Yeah, so the shushing, there's the loud shushing. And uh, people turn around, but one person stands up. And I, as soon as I saw her, I went, oh, that's Garrett's bomb. Yeah. And uh, we find out that later for sure. Uh, well, I remember from a great appearance on an episode of Seinfeld many years ago. All right. She was a waitress at a diner where Jerry got stuck. She wanted him to sign a picture. He did. He did not. He Then he later did not think his signature was funny and demanded the picture back, but she refused to give it. Did you see her name in the credits? Oh, it's like O-dash something. O-dash Lan, it looks O-Lan, like. O-Lan, yeah. That's an I, I remember name. noticing that in the Seinfeld Very credits back name. in the day as well. I didn't. I didn't look into that, though. Uh, but then Garrett, or not Garrett, then, uh, Todd says, oh, don't get mad at them. Anyone can be God. Yeah. Uh, they all trip over the bushes. They make a big deal about sitting cause they all have to sit separately cause there's like seven of them. Yeah. And, uh, they... yes, wonderful. and we're back again, again from the edit again, ritual suicide. I'm in an, and at this point I'm going to, I'm going to go find the people at the task cam company and take a few of them down with me because <laughs> of what's going on here. It's very frustrating. But uh, so Jeff, uh, you were talking about Jeff's cool move where he ejects a woman from her seat. Yeah, he, he holds out his hand like as if uh, I don't know what he what she thinks is happening. Yeah, well, I think what she thinks is happening is just a readjustment. I think she's she thinks she's scooting down. Yeah, but in actuality, she, she gets up. Jeff sits down and she's standing there. <laughs> yeah, she has no seat. Uh, at, at one point, I, I believe during the I do's, Chang's chair breaks yeah. and he can't stop laughing. Well, before that, Dean sort of injects himself oh my God. Yeah. like D- sort of squeezes... sitting on uh garrett's mom's lap <laughs> yeah dean squeezes in there yeah uh everyone's just making an ass of themselves yeah then shank's chair break mm-hmm. uh they don't quite laugh until the vows are finished yeah and then the crowd starts cheering and then they start laughing yep. raucously uh then we get into the party yeah. uh the group enters the party and then Garrett's Oh, mom... I wanted to make a quick note about the vows, sorry. Oh, sure. There's a bit in the vows that upon second watch you realize is teasing the end where um I think it's uh I can't remember if it's Stacy or Garrett who says it, but one of them says since we've met you felt so familiar. 
Oh. Which is a light, nice little tease of, right. the, of the reveal at the end of the episode. All right, all right. Sorry, I just wanted to, to get into that. Okay, good. Because I, I caught the first tease, or what I thought was the first tease, but I guess that's a pre-tease. What was the first tease? Well, uh, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> but Annie and Frankie have a conversation. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that one, yeah, definitely. Um, so they, so they get into the reception hall. Garrett's mom comes over. Well, before that, they're they're feeling like they fucking rocked this. They're like, <laughs> we did it. We got here on time. We're killing this wedding. Uh-huh. Barrett's going to love this, Elroy says. Frankie corrects him, says it's Garrett. And yeah. then there's this great weird little bit where Elroy goes, oh, me say a wrong name. And they're like, ah, racist. And they're all having fun being racist. I didn't realize that that's why they were saying racist. I thought they were saying racist because I thought it was like a joke how... To Elroy, all white people look alike. Oh, no. They were saying racist because he did the me say wrong name. I didn't hear him say that. Oh, oh, my God. He goes, like, full on, oh, me say wrong name. Like, he goes full on, you know, quote, unquote, Asian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then him and Chang hug as they're celebrating. Well, and racist. then Brit is the one who's very loudly saying, you're both racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then Garrett's mom shows up. She says, comes over and she says, uh, hey, guys, you might want to. Hey, guys, you're being assholes, yeah, well, basically. The way that she says it at first yeah. is kind of subtle. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you, know, you might want to take a step back and, and let, not ruin this day for some people that it might be important for. Yeah. And then when they all look kind of shocked or confused, she says, like, you know, you showed up during the vows. You jumped yeah. over a bush. Yeah. Uh, I don't want my son to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a weird thing because they've been through that almost before. Well, yeah, with Fabulous Neil. <laughs> yeah. Uh and he's doing fine. Oh, and this is, we should note now, uh, I will call myself out. Last episode, Yeah, I thought perhaps that Garrett and Vicky were somehow related because Vicky's mother, yeah. uh, Garrett seemed to care in yeah. a weird way about Vicky's mother. I maintained that you were once again incorrect about uh, That's, I'm calling myself out. I'm Vicky's saying I was wrong. Yeah. Vicky, uh, she's an enigma to me. <laughs> yeah. She's related to everyone and no one. Well, no one is the answer. Well, you but, think she's related to everyone. That's what I'm saying. And in fact, it's no one. Because uh, here, this is Garrett's mother, very different woman. We don't see Vicky at this wedding. We don't see her mother at the wedding. Correct. They're not related. <laughs> not related. But other people are. <laughs> other people certainly are. Um, so there, that's that. There we go. So now, okay, so the group says, let's, you know what? We got called out for, for ruining, for trying to ruin it. Yeah. Let's rock it. Let's, let's rock it let's instead. Let's get back on track. Let's all, so they all separate. Yes. And we start with Britta. Mm-hmm. And... When she was doing her uh, talking to the camera part here, mm-hmm. she's high, right? This is not yes. just drunk. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is like high. She's something, but she doesn't seem to be incorrect. She does seem to be genuinely. Uh... Well, no, I'm not saying that she can't be genuine while high. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is she like people like she's dancing, she's having fun, and yeah. she is generally improving the vibe of the party. Oh yeah, sure. Like she is correctly. She is correctly assessing her current situation but she has like this crazy line where she's like people in groups aren't meant to be in groups they're meant to be people well that's well that's kind of again connecting to the theme of the episode where she's realizing that she the group is maybe bad for her yeah but it sounds like something she says the high version yeah yeah (laughs) and then she ends with saying i love you to abed and hugging him yeah even though he's like filming still yeah uh and a weird sort of mirror of uh annie going to kiss him at the end of the missing lover footage true Abed can only receive love when he's looking through a camera. Yeah. Uh, then Elroy here has a great bit that I yeah, love this so, is so much. Goddamn funny. <laughs> it's it's so funny yeah. and uh, I I don't know. I just want to ask you: Have you experienced this? <laughs> a black person encouraging me? Yes. 
Uh, I believe I have. Not that I can remember specifically, but maybe. <laughs> but, and it's funny because since they've pointed out this episode, I thought, has that? Oh, it's. I'm sure it has. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know it was like a thing. Well, Elroy says that. And from, I don't know if it's still. I don't even know if it is a thing. But I love that Elroy. It, for Elroy, it's a thing. From 2006 to 2009, he was addicted to encouraging white people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which basically consists of whenever a, a white person is doing something, he'll walk up and go. Oh, you're really doing that thing well. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, but over the top yeah. in a way that doesn't make any sense for what that thing is. Where, um, what was it? it? Started with the at the wedding, a guy was scooping a meatball. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you really know how to pick out those meatballs." Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a ridiculous thing to say, but it makes but you feel good. There's also a great cut of the the white guy like <laughs> smiling, like like he definitely loves it. <laughs> it. Makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's a great montage of him doing this to all kinds of people, yeah. leading to like a breaking point of him singing about <laughs> the guy's guy pants. wearing pants. Keep wearing those pants. <laughs> it's so it is. I could watch that for hours. Yeah, Elroy singing the pants song. It is so satisfying and good. Yes. Um, and then we have the pre the, the other tease with uh, that's my next note is the uh, the whole Mima and Aunt Polly tease. So Annie and Frankie are are. are Sitting on a table speaking, mm-hmm. Annie mentions that she danced with the 90 year old Mima mm-hmm. who's in a wheelchair, so she kind of pushed her around the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, and then Frankie says, Oh, isn't great Aunt Polly in a wheelchair? Yeah. And then Annie's like, Oh, I wonder if someone thought I said the wrong thing and she's about to get up. And Frankie well, says, Well, specifically says Frankie said, I think that was great Aunt Polly. And she says, No, <clears throat> oh, no, that was Mima. Yeah. So there is confusion over who is who here. Yeah. But in Annie's going, like, she's going to go check. Yeah. Like, in this moment, like, if she went and checked right now, we would have, like, it would have been able to have been handled before it happened later. Yeah. Which is what they mentioned at the end of the episode. Yeah. Annie says, if only I had helped. Yeah. Uh, but Frankie stops her. Yes. And they have this uh, really great conversation. Yeah. Uh, where Frankie says, we're both, uh, you know, uh, battling the same dragon. Yes. And uh, that becomes a really great metaphor. Yeah. For what they're doing. And then she says, well, uh, so Frankie says, you have to tame the dragon. And uh, and he says, "What if I slit?" The dragon is helping people too much. Yeah, that's uh, her dragon. Yeah, uh, and Annie says, "Well, <clears throat> can't why can't I slay the dragon?" And she says, well, "You slay the dragon, then you'll have a new dragon called yourself, and you'll or be, be yourself." Yeah, and you'll and you'll be Jeff. Yeah, then yeah. you'll be Jeff. Yeah, and and then Annie says, "Oh, uh, that guy needs help." Yeah, and then she she looks off to the side to think. For a moment. Yeah. And then Frankie says, oh, but maybe you could rename your dragon. Let's yes. come up with a list of names. Yeah. And then in a talking head, Frankie says what she wanted to say was, maybe we get you away from Jeff. Yeah. Which I think that's really interesting. Which is a really serious moment. Yeah. Well, and I just think that's like, I think that is part of what Annie, uh, like Annie's appeal in Jeff is, yeah. is that, that he needs help. Yes. And that she wants to be the one to help him. She's a fixer. She's a fixer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, and then I really enjoy, so Frankie's talking head moment, she says all that about uh, maybe get her away from Jeff, and then she says to Abed, what, why, do you, do you, you does you, anyone see these? Well, she says it because she's worried because she just said some things about Jeff and Annie. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, no, this is just for me. It's like knitting, but with less discipline. I love that line so much. Yeah, it's very good. That's, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a, a couple of names that Annie came up yeah, with. Yeah, the dragon names are great. Yeah. Princess Firebreath. Yeah. Serpent. Serpent. Oh, Serpent. Yeah. I so it's it like was... a knight, but also like serpent. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Jude Claw. What did you think it was? 
I thought isn't isn't that some weird Game of Thrones thing? Serpents. Well, Sir Pounce is he names his cat. Sir yeah, Pounce. it's one of Tolman's cats. Some Game of Thrones bullshit. <laughs> uh, Jude Claw. Jude Claw. I like that one a lot. Christian and, Scale. Well, I didn't like that one as much. I don't see how that's any better or worse than Jude Claw. Jude Claw really got me. <laughs> the final one got me the most. Well, there was one that Annie Annie crosses out because she didn't like that I did like, which was Holly Hot Breath. Yeah, I'm not some of the, I like I like the alliteration. But the final one is Ariana Puffington. Yeah. I love that one. That's good. <clears throat> uh, then there's a moment uh, I have written here. The the <laughs> Garrett's older brother, Bones. Yeah. Who was his uh, best man. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, the Garrett actor in an army jacket and sunglasses and a mullet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're having to constrain him because he's fallen off the wagon. He's yeah. drank too much. He's relapsed on a weekend pass, as Jeff says. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Jeff sees this as an opportunity to redeem them further. And he's and getting... want, it's worth noting here that Chang is the one who gets Bones out yeah. of there. Yes. Which is, a, a, again, the theme here is Chang is the one who is actually really saving this wedding. Oh, we didn't even mention when they're all leaving, Chang has a, another fantastic moment. Yeah. Everyone's leaving for the wedding because mm-hmm. they're late. Oh, yeah, and he thinks he's been left home alone. And it's Abed standing there with the camera filming this, and yeah. Chang comes in to the room empty room yeah and looks at the camera and says i'm home alone <laughs> yeah then jeff breaks back into the door and he what says are what are you doing come on yeah. closes the door again opens it one more time oh you too oh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that's a great like ending to that to that scene it's a lot of fun anyway uh back to what we were talking about yeah uh, yeah so chang, chang gets bones out of there which when he stepped forward to do that i thought oh chang's gonna do something weird no he totally just gets bones out of there yeah he figures it out yeah um, and then Jeff sees this as an opportunity to fill in for the best man, fill speech. in for the best man, and give a speech because he's so good at speeches. But he's not going to give a winger speech. No, which which he, he classifies substance. as a winger speech is just off the cuff bullshit kind yeah. of speech. But he wants to actually do a real full on speech with substance. So using and then he has the moment where he says, "I'm going to rock this. God, I love my job. Wait, this isn't my job. God, I love myself," <laughs> which is a fun moment. Again, really kind of. Reveling in, in Jeff's darkness. In he, he also drops an F bomb, but they bleep it. When's that? I don't remember what the context is, but he it's he says he drops an F bomb. No, I didn't catch that. They bleep it. Just so you know. Even though they're on the I'm just gonna make as much noise to. with the paper as possible. Is when that, they don't have to. Is that they bleep it anyway? Is that is that people like? But this? I think that canonically works because Abed is making a film and perhaps he wants to bleep it for his own purposes. Well, the idea is he's making a wedding film. Yeah, which you would you know this is something that presumably Garrett would want to show to his kids later on. Mm. <laughs> he wants to show his kids what the study group did while he was having his wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Where was I? Oh, so. It's not a winger speech, so he he uses the group. He doesn't even go around the actual wedding. Yeah, it's the steady group. The group intel. had to be his fingers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get intel on the whole family. Yeah. He's following um, the maid of honor's speech. Yeah, uh, a woman named Andy. Yeah, who, who is played by Amanda Lund. Yeah, so this is the second week in a row we have had real life romantic couples both appear in an episode because she is uh, dating Matt Gorley. Oh, who would show up later in the episode, Ooh. which we'll get to. I didn't. I didn't realize that part. Yeah. Uh, but she's giving like a horrible speech. She, the end of it we hear is where she's presumably talking about Stacy's first time having sex, having sex with Garrett, either with Garrett or with someone else. I feel like it's vague enough. Well, she says that was Stacy's first time, but it won't be her last. Right, Garrett? 
So I feel like it could be. That's true. It could be. It could be referring to someone. And else. I feel like it's more horrific if it's someone else. I well, I think to me the implication was that it was Garrett, uh-huh. and thus saying, "This they've done this deed, which will be important later." I guess once I the reveal know. happens. I, 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 I mean, there's a any way you take it, it's bad. She's giving a bad speech. <laughs> yeah, she's doing terrible. She's yeah. bombing. And then uh, Jeff gets up, and he goes real hard on Andy, which I knew you'd enjoy because you loved his uh, his his comic stylings during the <laughs> when he was trying to be a five. Yeah, but that, he wasn't mean then. <laughs> well, no, but it's like it's I did this, like this though. Don't get me wrong, I did like this. <laughs> it's it's the same like uh, you know Jeff gets to do stand up. Yeah, it's Jeff going into stand up, which <laughs> yeah. I do really enjoy. Uh, and I love at one point Britta points out that he's being too mean to the Dean and then Dean very sort of coldly I think says uh, well his sentiment is cold not necessarily the way he says it yeah is uh, Andy was a bummer they needed this (laughs) yeah he read the room yeah yeah so Dean believes that Andy must be sacrificed well I think the Dean will support anything Jeff does but uh, yeah and Jeff Jeff is like Andy is crying (laughs) oh yeah and And, no one cares though well Stacy cares a little does she? She she's like putting a, the hand on Andy and oh, like trying okay, to comfort him. Yeah, uh, my eyes were taken by Jeff. <laughs> uh, and then <clears throat> he goes into his speech when he's he's revealing all these sort of connections. He says, "Oh, this guy is a photographer, and this guy makes frames. She loves classic cars, and this guy's dad worked at a car factory in the sixties. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, and Great Aunt Polly is ninety years old, at the same age as Mima." And we found out they were both born in Sheridan, Wyoming, uh-huh. or Wisconsin. Wyoming. It's one of the W's. Is, isn't that where, I regret not looking this up, isn't that where Dan Armand's from? Oh, well, he's from Wyoming. Okay. No, Wisconsin. Then it He's was, from was Wisconsin. It Wisconsin one, I don't know. I, was, I said Wyoming, and then like in my head, I got a little picture of the state of Wisconsin, but Wyoming was still the word that came out, because right, I'm then. a bad American. Anyway, what happens? But I mean, he's from Milwaukee. I don't. I don't. I mean, it's, I don't know if Sheridan is the actual city he's from. Okay. I cannot confirm or deny that. It just felt really specific for no reason. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, so anyway, Mima is it's Stacy's Mima. Yeah. And Garrett's great aunt Polly. Yes. So then the then uh, Jeff says, "Why don't you bring Mima out here?" And uh, so then Stacy and Garrett go over to the wheelchair, bring bring this woman over. Yeah. And uh, Jeff says, oh, it's great to see you, Mima. And then... According to uh, Wikipedia, he's just from Milwaukee, by the or, way. Or does he say Great Aunt Polly? Whichever one he says... Well, Jeff says Great Aunt Polly. They get it right on the... Okay, so they get it... I was checking while I was watching to make sure that they kept it straight. Whose is what? Yeah. Whose is what? Yeah. Whose is what? Uh, but I can't remember right now what they said, but I I have it written down that it's Stacy's Mima and Garrett's great aunt Polly. Yeah, I remember what they said. Jeff introduces, let's bring up uh, great aunt Polly. Right. Uh, and then he says, where's Mima? And then Stacy comes up and says, this is Mima. Yeah, but she kind of whispers it so Garrett doesn't, he- like nobody hears her yeah. say that. Yeah. Which that's kind of, I like that as a moment of tent, like suspense for yeah. a half second. Yeah. Because then in the next, like it immediately breaks. Yeah, uh, and then uh, and then uh, Jeff says, "Okay, well, uh, I feel stupid. Uh, let let's get uh, Great Aunt Polly out here. Uh, do we have eyes on her, Garrett? Where's her?" And Garrett just kind of pauses for a second and points <laughs> points down to the woman they now realize is both Garrett's Great Aunt Polly and Stacy's Mima. Yep. Let me ask you this, by the way. This is semi related. How do you spell Mima? How would you spell Mima? I wrote it down M. E-E-M-A-W. See, I wrote it the same without the W, though. Oh. 
Was there a hyphen anywhere in there? No. Okay. Maybe I just felt fancy. I threw a W on there. <laughs> it was a W. See, to me, a W makes it less fancy. The W works for me because That's more like without a... the W, I'd say Mima. I need that W for a Ma sound. But if you saw M-A written down, you wouldn't say Ma? I'd say Ma, because I know that that's Ma. But yeah. if I saw it with no dashes or no spacing, M-E-E-M-A, I'd say Mima. Let me look down. Did I? Did I, Maybe I did put a dash. Who can say? Because with a dash, I'd say Mima. But without, and no W, I'd say Mima. But with a W, no dash, Mima. See, Mima, just with a, with a W, just makes me think of Hee Haw. And which why I say it rhymes just enough. That's why I, it, not just enough. It does rhyme. Uh, that's why I say it's less classy. Oh, okay, I don't know. Because I'm looking down on he. <laughs> I feel like more letters is classier. But not if it's a W. W. Okay. Let's, let's. Can we agree that a W at the end of the word is the least classy letter? That's why I go by Andre on every other appearance <laughs> everywhere else. So to it's class true. myself up. And listen, do you not think? No offense to your name. Do you not think Andre is classier than Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> That was not intentional. That was not intentional. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> oh, good lord. We can't have this dead air. <laughs> what? Is another one of our famous giggle bits. <laughs> Oh, well, I did enjoy. I had a I had a coworker who called me Andres, sure, the the, the Spanish form of my name. <laughs> that was kind of a fun take on it. Yeah, because I don't like Andy. Well, I don't like Drew. A lot of venom for Andy. And that one I definitely. I like. you have relatives that call you Drew. Drew, Drew. It's a doubling. I swear to God, I've seen your grandma call you just Drew. Well, she shorts it sometimes. But it's. I know that it's part of a fuller double Drew. <laughs> so as long as you can tell that the silent second Drew is there, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, no, she's using it as a second nickname oh. for her first nickname. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't worry about it. This is like Don and Don. You can hear the difference <laughs> between Drew and Drew. <laughs> yeah, right. it can. Uh, where were we? Uh, we found out that they're cousins. <laughs> they're cousins identical. No, they're not identical. No. Anyway, and by my money. Maybe it's just me, but for me, yeah, they're like second cousins or cousins first nope. removed or something. Nope, they no, are we, first cousins. No, because they, they if they're first cousins, then her mom would be his aunt, not her grandma would be his great great aunt. aunt. That's what I'm saying. My first cousin, her mom is my aunt, not my great aunt. Well, they might be. I guess they are second cousins. Yeah, or okay, I don't know right. what the official words for, but they're they're not first. First what cousins. is that? How does that work? Because I remember looking. I believe it, up it once, is second cousins. But I remember looking it up once, and what I thought was second cousins uh-huh. was actually first cousins once removed. I believe this is what is called second cousins. Well, anyway, they're not exactly. They're, well, we know they're kissing cousins. They might be more. Yeah, bunkin cousins, as the rest development once taught us. Oh, okay. That was an rest development thing. Uh, dun-na, oh, say words. Dun-na, dun-na. Say okay. some words. Pick it, um, up, pick it up. Pick it up. I'm trying to find where I am. God oh, so they realize in a panic. So they, this happens, and then they instantly decide to disband the group. Well, <laughs> they say separate paths. No, no, no. <laughs> You're missing a great Elroy line, which is where he just stands up and he says, "That guy knows oh, how to marry right. his cousin." Yeah, tr- desperately trying to save the situation. There's no lid on that pot. <laughs> yeah, no lid, and also encouraging white people can't fix everything. Exactly. Um, uh, so everyone's, uh, yeah, the, this wedding's a, a, a ruin. Yeah. Um, uh, 
well, uh, they're all discussing about how they could have saved the day. Yeah. The dean uh, says to... Britta's saying something, and the dean says to her, we're all the worst right now. Take a day off. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yep. Um, but then that's where they're all deciding to leave separately, and uh, Garrett hops on the but mic. let me ask you this. When they say separate paths... My interpretation Didn't was they say separate cabs? I thought I heard separate paths. Okay. I heard cabs. I don't think... I think several of them cannot afford to just be taking cabs everywhere. Well, and also they all... Uh, hypothetically, they drove in one or two cars, at least. Yeah. I heard separate as, paths. Because as they were leaving, uh, the dean said, we're all driving together, and Jeff said, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> but did you... I took this to mean that maybe they were thinking about not not hanging out as a group for a while as well. Oh, I didn't. I wouldn't have taken it to mean that because okay. I would take separate paths to mean just like nope, let's all not leave through the same exit. <laughs> but see, the reason was because the whole episode we, we were seeing little bits of you know codependency is a problem. Uh-huh. Britt is learning she's better as an individual than a group. Uh-huh. To me, this was a sign of the of the group breaking up. Well, I think this is more of like the foreshadowing that happens in Avengers: Age of Ultron, leading into Captain America: Civil War that <laughs> yeah. we're going to see pay off, which, which will, will be the, so that's episode thirteen for us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but then Shang saves the day. Sorry, I had to nerd it up so hard right there. But then Shang <laughs> saves the day by reminding us that, hey, incest is not so bad. Shang here pulls, a, a like, the boldest of moves. Yeah. But it's also, like, this is not out of character for Chang. Yeah. This is, like, super cool, like, that Chang does this and that it works. That when Garrett says, like, oh, we're going to get annulled, and then Chang says, no, screw that, give me the mic, and he... Yeah. He gets on and he says, like, you guys are all screwed up. You didn't even know you're a whole family and you're going to stop them from, from you know, doing your loving stuff. And... Yeah. And he has a great line where he says, is anyone, uh, anyone going to make fun of Garrett less if he doesn't do this? Yeah. <laughs> Which they say no. They say no. <laughs> yeah. So he basically he says to Garrett and says, look, you're you're both the kind he of says, people. He says, it's you against the world. Yeah. And I love that, because yeah. that's Chang. It's Chang always yeah. has believed it's him Chang, against the world. Chang kind of recognizes something in Garrett that he, he knows is also in himself. Yeah. And he says, hey, man, if you found someone who makes you happy, fuck it. Go for it. Well, and I kind of like that as like a, um, it's 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 weirdly an undercurrent for what happened with Chang's own marriage. Yeah. Like he, he like, he clearly went for it. He found someone, but that didn't work out. And he, yeah. he you know, he must uh, regret that every day of his life. Yes. And here he sees someone else has that chance. And they're about to throw it away. Yeah. Because they're cousins. Because they're cousins. Yeah. Maybe second cousins. But let me ask you this. Hmm. Somehow some documentation ar- arrives and you find out that your great aunt Polly is also your wife's Mima. Because you well, are a married man. This is why I married a Brazilian. I believe our family lines never cross. But what if it did? What if you found out today? I was extra safe. <laughs> what if you found out today that despite that, there was some there was someone who did travel to Brazil and get down to some business, and that you are in fact second cousins with your wife? Is that is that is that the end, or is or do nah. you keep going? I mean, second cousins. That's fine. Yeah. And listen, not for nothing. The point, the points that that the writer brings up in the tag aren't oh, true. We got to get there. <laughs> yeah, I meant to look that up. I keep forgetting to look this shit up. Um, yeah, so they decide to stay married. Yeah, and everything's fine. And then we have the tag. And then we have the tag, which is great. Which I've written here in big uh, letters, just gorly. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, I even put it at the top yeah. because this is a this is strange and exciting in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this episode was written by Briggs Hatton. Yeah. 
And here at the end of the episode, Matt Gorley is portraying Briggs Hatton. The, which at first which I thought, as he calls himself the credited author of this episode, not yeah. writer, author. Now, and, and he describes his journey as uh, as a writer's assistant, which was Briggs Hatton's. Briggs Hatton, yeah, was actually as a he is a yeah. real person. This yeah. is not a fake person that they made up. For and this I just want before we fully dive into this, this is I just want to take a quick note to say, <coughs> Matt Gorley is fucking amazing. Well, and it was an extreme surprise. Honestly, this I would I'm I'm gonna say not since Paul F. Tompkins showing up in season two. <laughs> This is the most exciting cameo for me. This Matt Gorley. I love that man. He's yeah. hilarious and he's great in the scene, portraying Briggs Hatton, the writer of this episode. Yeah. Who wants to go out of his way to let us know that he's done some research on incest. He he says that he brought it up at writers' meetings. <laughs> yeah. And I now There's that great one where they show the writers meeting with the fake Dan Harmon. That's such a great fake Dan Harmon. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like a weird uh it's it's almost like what what we would think that he looks like yeah. or what like the average viewer not knowing what he looks like but yeah. just hearing like stories yeah <laughs> like a completely exaggerated yeah it kind of reminded me in a good way of like uh early episodes of the simpsons would occasionally show there'd be like a bit where they show matt graining right or oh simpsons, yeah yeah and he's just like this crazy old way too skinny man with yes. like a nazi helmet on and a gun sitting in his bed uh, I, I I love that on the Simpsons, and I and I think the fake Dan Harmon here is really funny. Uh, but uh, Briggs Hatton here cites a New York Times article called "Few Risks uh, Seen to the Children of First Cousins," uh, and this was supposedly a real article from two thousand two. I did read an article like this on Mental Floss once. I recall there was okay. like there was like someone did do a study and find out that there's there is not significant risk <clears throat> to the baby. To, if, if cousins procreate okay and um during the the writing writer's room scenes where yeah. we briefly see there's a there's a story wheel yes on that board did yeah. you write down the words on it i did not did you they're important write them down tell and then tell them to me one of them is obscured so i only have a few okay uh so the first is like the story circle which we've talked about i believe on this podcast before that's how they break the stories on community the the first one first part of it is to save greendale or not yeah. Second part, excuse me, <clears throat> is uh, City College uh, demands ransom for Dean. The third one, Troy returns or Pierce. And then the next one is, is obscured by a person's head. And then the last one says, are these clues for 613? Are yeah. they clues for 613? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I meant to mention this at the top of the episode. Last week, right after last week's episode, there were rampant rumors that Troy was going to return in this episode, even just for the briefest of cameras. Oh, I didn't hear that. It was super crazy rumors. Here's my theory right now. Uh huh. Troy returns in the tag for six thirteen. Okay. In a Nick Fury style cameo <laughs> that will, and I don't mean he's recruiting a team, but no. I just mean that it's the thing that It'll will set up the community movie. The movie. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. It'll launch something. Yeah. I, I'd like it not to. I have end... a hair in my mouth. Sorry. It's okay. I like it not to end like season five, where it was kind of like a pessimistic kind of hope. Yeah. Where, where Abed said basically, if if you don't see us again, we're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I, I Abed like, left it. That's true, but I did like that. But it made me a little lot. sad. It made me sad, but unlike you, I have the supreme confidence that it would come back for season six. But at this and point, that's why I was not sad because of the hashtag. The next step is a movie. Yes, and I would be perfectly fine with a season seven. Yeah, before a movie. Yeah, if that's what it took. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in today's market, 
maybe a movie could be sustainable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a very exciting and cool thing to see on their fake storyboard. Perhaps that is very exciting. Uh, but yeah, and especially since wasn't it a couple of weeks back, Chevy Chase was like, "Yeah, I'm coming back." <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> someone someone quoted him. All right, plugs. Uh, yeah, I do another podcast called Nerds Eye View. It's a, a movie podcast that I do uh, every week. We review a film that's new in theaters. Uh, we just had David uh, King and uh, his girlfriend and co-conspirator on the Midnight Marinara podcast, uh, Kayla Berry, uh, to talk about Tomorrowland, the newest Brad Bird film. And uh, next week we're going to be doing Aloha, uh, hopefully with a uh, little bit Benson over there. Yep. Hopefully he'll say aloha to aloha. Uh, yep, to Bradley Cooper. In fact. Uh, so that's nevpodcast.com, bedvnetwork.com slash nev, or at nevpodcast on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. Uh, we do another podcast. Uh, it's a fully scripted, choose-your-own-adventure enhanced podcast. Pick your path. That's Pick Your Path. You can check that out every month, uh, the first of the month, for the next couple of months at least. Yeah. Uh, at uh, benvnetwork.com slash PYP. Bip. And uh, we, we have other little bonus apps in there where we uh, we, we give you the full path of, of something special or whatever. Yeah. Well, you'll see. Just go there and look. It's really Just great go stuff. Go and listen to it's it. It's really, please. it's fantastic stuff. Check it out. And uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash shut up Leonard. Uh, you can go there and give us a little money if you like what we're doing, if you want to support us, if you want to see more from us. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, there's there's been no real rush to get anything on that bonus feed, but we will get something there, and that will, you know, hopefully you'll you'll want to listen to it, and then you'll just give the money to the thing. Patreon. See, I sang quieter that time since you gave me shit at the head of this episode. <laughs> Go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there, like this one, like Popsicles, like Matt and Breno's Wrestling Show, like Benson's Boombox, and like BenView on Spielberg, and of course, the aforementioned Pick Your Path. Those are all shows that I'm involved with. They're all very enjoyable. You can all find them at BenViewNetwork.com or on iTunes or on your preferred podcast provider. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. And you can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, if you'd like to write us an email, you know, with some questions or comments, you can uh, do that at shutupleonard at gmail.com. Uh, do stuff to us on iTunes. We we like that. If you if you rate us, if you review us, if you subscribe to us, those all help us. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Haha Clits and Dicks, who was writing to us on Twitter today. Well, didn't he change it to Clint, Clinton Dicks? Oh, I think it's Clinton Dicks, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's a, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was tweeting at us today. I'm feel I don't know. I'm feeling very I'm 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 feeling very appreciative of our fans. You know the the haha Clinton dicks the uh, the Amanda Kays the Katie Roses mm-hmm. the Andrew Siskes Siskes all all the great fans. And I feel like I'm probably letting somebody out, and I apologize. You know, yell at me on the email, and I'll and I'll give you a shout out next week. I was just I was very feeling the love this week, and I and I want to thank the fans for that. It was very nice. Google Pylon. G'day, I'm Kev McCauley. And I'm Bev McCauley. And we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it... 
Then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where the big issues take a back seat to dinner party small talk. Yep. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.